I'm just curious, just in general, whether you're like a crazy high achieving CEO or whatever your thing is, like what I was very curious about in general, what motivates people to live the lives that they live in a world where you could theoretically do anything. Are those, are those the most interesting questions that you like answering is the things about like why people tick? What, what are some of the most yeah. interesting things that you've got to discuss on, on the show? Uh, I think a lot of people, similar to me, because I've been asking myself this question a lot, I think a lot of people are still struggling with that idea, and that idea is very malleable to them, because some people are motivated by one thing on one day and another thing on another day, and they're kind of trying to reel it all in, and uh, hopefully uh, their actions and the day-to-day life they live maps out to what is important to them in theory, and that's like a dissonance that people are uh, trying to close the gap on. Yeah. And, and people are probably wondering why I'm dressed like a gecko right yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory on just how we met. And so uh, the guy behind the camera right now who's helping us record this podcast yes. uh, actually had you in a video. He applied for a job. He submitted a video to me. I, I've made this like post on social media about a year and a half ago. And I was basically like, people stop sending me resumes. I'm not looking at your resume. Send mm-hmm. me a video. And mm-hmm. like, make me want to hire you. Yeah. And... Uh, Kevin did just that and he made an amazing two minute video about his skills and, and why we should hire him. And you were at the end of that video yeah. saying, if you don't hire Kevin, you're an idiot. I, and, uh, and by the way, I mean, I, you're lucky you got Ke- Kevin fucking rocks, man. And then, and then I went down the rabbit hole of your yeah. content. Uh, just happenstance, two weeks later, I'm at VidCon mm-hmm. and I walk into a room at a party and you are standing right there. Yes. Uh, and you know, we had a little moment and I was like, I literally just watched your face a couple weeks ago and you were mm-hmm. like, did you hire Kevin? And I was yeah. like, I did. Uh, and now, now we're here and Beautiful. you know, I think a lot of people watching this video hopefully are exposed to now you for the first time and we'll go watch your, your show and see what you do. And, you know, I've been fascinated by just the, the nature of how you've built this so quickly you know, you're, you've done this live show and I, I, I want to dig into this quite a bit of just you live streaming on Reddit. Yeah. And I think this is something that people probably don't even realize is a thing, which is called RPAN. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to start with that because I do think the RPAN thing is the most interesting because when people ask me, how do you grow community? Usually the first thing I tell them is I've found that communities are built first on Twitter and Reddit or the strongest communities are built on Twitter and Reddit. Mm. And you started live streaming on Reddit. Yeah. And I don't even think people know that's a thing. And it still yeah. is a thing. Reddit's an interesting social media. It's funny you you say that Reddit is the place where people should go to build community because it's the last like popular social media that's not about individuals. It's about communities, specifically. Um, but yeah, I started on uh, the Reddit public access network, uh, just kind of screwing around and being a gecko. And my, I, the reason I was able to grow so quickly was because I, my streams would like shoot up to the front page. And on Twitch, you have people who are live streaming that are months and months and months to, to, to no one. And Reddit, it can shoot you up from zero to 20,000 people on the front page. Why, why is that? And discoverability is horrendous on, twi- horrendous on Twitch. Horrendous on Twitch. Yeah. Why, why were you on the front page of Reddit? Was that something that Reddit decided and put, a, put you on the front page? Uh, initially, no. I, I think it was I, I tried for a while to understand the algorithm. It's like trying to understand any other algorithm where you have your theories and you try to put them into into place. But um, I think it was just a matter of like I had a thing that grabbed people's attention immediately, which was the gecko suit. 
and that caused them to stick on there a little bit longer than they would with just like a guy playing guitar that they've seen a thousand times. And I think that that somehow algorithmically uh, was favored the whatever mechanism they have that shoots people to the top. Yeah, the uniqueness of it. Yeah. And it feels like social media has just become creators copying each other's ideas, Definitely. dancing to the same music, yeah. making the same challenge videos on Definitely. YouTube. And the one interesting thing about your content is it's been completely different. You've kind of broken a mold of can we do live show call-in shows, which was something that was popular, I don't know, 20 years ago on TV. And now you've brought this genre into the internet and it seemed to take off in multiple forms, in a live streamed form, in a YouTube video form, and also in a podcast form, which yeah. I think you've seen the most success on the podcast. Yeah, and you know, people have been doing call-in shows forever. It's just, I feel like this is the one, um, there, there hasn't been like a modern uh, space for it yeah. that I'm, tr- I'm trying to kind of infiltrate here. Yeah, that, That's what I meant by unique is more of it's like your take on a new age call-in show. Totally, yeah. That's internet native, yeah. not TV native. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's been it's been interesting to kind of watch that come up. And I looked yesterday and you were in the top 75 on Spotify yeah. uh, for your podcast. Yeah. And so now you've kind of figured out all these other monetization, ske- uh, monetization areas. But I want to mm-hmm. go back to Reddit. So sure. you're on the front page of Reddit. You're yeah. starting to gain an audience. Yeah. Where do you go next from there? I got really lucky with, with RPAN because it just shoots you right up. Whereas most streamers, they have to work for a while to start building an audience. And I knew that the RPAN juices were not going to flow forever. And so I had to take the people who were watching me on RPAN and move them somewhere else. And so I moved, I started a Twitch channel um, and I, I started doing the podcast. And I was like, while I was live, I was like, hey, everyone go follow me on these places. And I kind of try to siphon off that, in, that, uh, that attention to other places because... You know, that's that's important thing to do. Do you think a lot of the followers that can, that watch your show today are from Reddit? N- not as much anymore. Now I think a lot of people come in through TikTok or uh, they were recommended natively to the podcast within Spotify. When did the podcast come into play? I started it like a couple months after I started live streaming on uh, Twitch because actually even before the podcast, I would place clips of the uh show onto tiktok and i got a bunch of comments on tiktok being like you should make a podcast out of this and i was like that's a great idea and so i I started to take just uh the audio highlights of the twitch streams and and make them into podcasts this is one thing i have i've seen creators really struggle with and it's converting audience from one social to the next yes it feels like you didn't have that problem it feels like and, and maybe you did have some struggles early on what was the thing that helped you transition from Reddit to Twitch, then TikTok to Twitch, and sending people to then a podcast? Is it just continually promoting? Yeah, it's continually promoting, but you, you're totally right. The conversion rate is like nothing. Like I would be live on Reddit with like 30,000 people watching, and I'm like, everyone go follow me on Twitch. And that 30,000 then goes to about 50 on Twitch. But like there, you have 50, it takes people a long time to get 50 concurrent twitch viewers and so i'm like okay if i just keep kind of there was a little bit of a machine in the beginning that i just kind of uh drilled and so even though the conversion numbers were low i knew that if i kept doing it 50 would turn into 100 would turn into 150 and, and so on how did you then start posting on tiktok was it people are on tiktok i need to be there i was kind of i was focusing on both and everything fed into each other because i had like uh 
you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about the pillar content thing. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I really, I love the upside down pyramid thing where like yeah, you yeah. film one thing and then you just distribute it. Yeah, and in a bunch you, of different areas. This is like all over the. If like people want to find this, it's all over the internet. Yes. Like this, it's a, it's like a ninety-page document on yeah. Gary Vee's social plan. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading stuff like that before I started the gecko. Like before I started the gecko, I knew, um, oh, there's a lot of attention on TikTok, and I didn't know what exactly it was going to be. But I like, I was like, I know that there's a way I can use what's going on in TikTok to start a thing. I didn't even know what the thing was, but that was that was marinating my head. You know, months and months before I started the gecko. And so now that I had like this, you know, these long Twitch streams that I could cut from. And it was an interesting thing too, because I didn't have to like come up with ideas. I had already a three hour long thing that I could just like pick from. And, and, and taking, you know, Gary's model, which I, yeah. I do think still holds true today. And he yeah. put it out like three years ago. Yeah. Your your pyramids basically you're using Twitch as your hero content. Yes. And you're breaking your Twitch into short form TikToks, mm-hmm. Instagram Reels, the then podcast, which yeah. is has recently launched. So yeah. all the content that you're creating is from your Twitch stream. Yeah, it's all all the content I create is from my Twitch stream. A decade before I started doing Gecko, I was like trying to make short films and do stand up and stuff and like make things like from out of me. And then the Twitch thing came of like oh discovering things was a better medium for me than to make them out of myself if that made any sense where i'm at right now i'm i am more interested in what i can discover by talking to other people than what i can discover by sitting in a dark room trying to come up with video ideas for days yeah and you also you crowdsource the video yeah people are calling in you're reacting to their questions Definitely. and then all of a sudden someone calls in. Like I saw a situation where, uh, some kid was on mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, his mom walks in the room. You talk yeah. to mom, you kind of throw him under the bus yeah. by saying, and like that creates an amazing clip that's then, you know, repurposed for other platforms and yeah. has the opportunity to then go get millions of views on TikTok, millions of views on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish more creators would see what you're doing mm-hmm. and use that to their advantage, especially Twitch streamers. It feels like Twitch streamers right now will live stream, repost the VOD to YouTube, live stream, repost the VOD to YouTube. There's yeah. a lot of great micro clips in a lot of those streams and they just don't utilize any of that. And you know, another thing that I think I benefited from is that the, you, you know, it's important to get people from the short form to the longer thing. Like the whole point of people posting their Twitch clips is to get people to watch the stream. And uh, there's a lot of like really funny and interesting people on TikTok who make funny and interesting videos, but the there's people it doesn't necessarily translate to oh this person makes funny and interesting videos i want to go also watch them play fall guys for three hours yeah and for me it worked out that like oh this is a funny video of a guy in a gecko costume talking to people on the phone and then when you go to the longer thing it's a longer version of what you're already seeing as opposed to like oh i like this personality i'm gonna watch them do something else in a longer form how do you make money currently on the podcast uh, podcast ads. Um, currently uh, on a podcast network, and uh, we we sell advertising. And and are you are those ads burnt into the podcast? or Are you reading each of those ads right now? Uh, they there's like a dynamic insertion system mm-hmm. where I have uh, pinpoints on like every episode in my library, 
and I record advertisements. And so like I'll record an advertisement tomorrow that will show up on a podcast that I recorded, you know, a year ago. Yeah. I, I wish creators would realize how much opportunities in podcasting. Yeah. Even yeah. like look at the top 10 podcasts right now. It's Emma Chamberlain and yep. Full Send, which is Nelk. Like oh, yeah. Logan Paul's always been in the top 50. Oh, yeah. And hopefully they, they see what you're doing and what some of the other creators are doing. And they're like, okay, maybe, maybe I, I do understand the format of going to a network, um, getting a producer. Like, it can't yeah. be that difficult for most of these people to launch podcasts. It's like, just takes a little bit more time. Yeah. But for and, you, it seems like it's paid off in a big way. Definitely. And, and it always started as a podcast. And um, I think it's important for, there's a lot of creators where like all they do is like these short videos and when you're talking about building community, I feel like if you want to build it, you can't just build a community off of short videos. You know, it's it's so there's a lot of value in even if it's a small number of people, if a small number of people are listening to you for an hour, those those people are riding with you. You know, they're they're invested in you more than like you just kind of show up on their TikTok feed every now and then. This this is something I've been very vocal about yeah. is swipe content is really hard to gain loyal fans from definitely right and i i think that the big issue and it's different i think it is different for you though because your character is so memorable sure, when you're yeah. scrolling through definitely. tiktok whereas it's not another person who's making a comedy video or dancing you like you, you said it earlier you instantly like capture that like you you dressed up and you want to be like okay what's going on here i gotta listen right and yeah. it feels like you're also so recognizable outside of TikTok yeah. because the, you, people remember the costume. Right, right. And that's that's been super helpful to me is like people, they don't even, they don't know what therapy gecko is or they don't know that I have a podcast. But if you flashed a picture of me in this suit to people, they would be like, oh, I've seen that before. Where, so you were at VidSummit. Did you go to any of the, the panels or any of the like uh, speeches that some of like TikTokers and YouTubers were doing? Did you, or were you just kind of cycling around the conference area? No, I just schmod around the conference areas. and Yeah, so one thing I noticed yeah. to this point that we're talking about, Please. which is community, is there's a lot of TikTok creators and YouTubers who were hosting panels in the main stage. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like when I would walk in, most of the TikTok creators couldn't fill the room. Uh, and yeah. these TikTok creators had tens of millions of followers. But then a YouTuber mm -hmm. like Tommy Innit mm -hmm. is on mm -hmm. stage and it is a circus, like not an open seat, yeah. crazy. And I think it's the difference is mm -hmm. like if you're willing to invest 10 plus minutes into someone, you're, you're bought in, right? Yeah. A lot of people can just swipe through multiple creators on TikTok. They don't necessarily care, right? Yeah. And I, I really saw that at VidCon. TikTok followers, are, they're like kind of worthless, to be honest. Like they're, they're kind of worthless because they're not invested. And also when you go on TikTok, you're, there's the following tab and there's the For You tab. Most people are on the For You tab. 100%. And they're yeah. not like, TikTok's not a place where you go to like keep track of people. People don't really have like a favorite TikTok. They're, they're, a TikTok follower is not going to be nearly as invested as um, a YouTube subscriber. I think even algorithmically, like your TikTok followers aren't even being shown your videos that much, as much as like your Instagram followers are or your YouTube followers are. So the fact that these, the fact that TikTokers are having a harder time filling a room than a YouTuber, it makes perfect, perfect sense. You're, you're right. I follow a lot of people on TikTok. And when I go to the homepage and just start swiping, I hardly ever see their videos. Yeah. I never go to the following and swipe. 
Mm-hmm. Don't care. I just want to watch funny videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you kind of lose track of, oh, I forgot I followed this person. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen their TikTok in a week. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have that like built-in loyalty. When yeah. I go on YouTube and just like I'm thinking back years ago, I would be like, oh, did Cody Co upload a video today? Did sure. Dude Perfect upload a video today? I'd go sure. look. Yeah. Right? Sure. You don't you don't go on TikTok and you're no, like, did you X person look. upload a TikTok yeah. today? Yeah. Uh, and it's um the whole game, and I was learned this early on, and this is how I built what I'm able to do now is you, there's all these platforms like RPAN and like TikTok that are high attention and low retention. And you take the high retention, low retention people and why you got them, you take them to a low attention, high retention platform like a podcast where it's like so discoverability on podcasting and Twitch uh, is so difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you get someone there and they fuck with you, they're 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 hanging out for hours and hours and hours. And those are the those are the valuable people. You know, having like fucking ten people watching your Twitch stream is is more valuable than, you know, having thousands of TikTok followers. If you can but you gotta get them there. And I think people mistake that people don't think about TikTok as like they don't understand that it's really low retention and they're like, I'm on TikTok, I got millions of followers. I'm chilling, but this is not the case. Yeah, we, we've tested it as a company. We've sold a product with a, a person that's been on TikTok with 10 million plus followers. And then we've sold a product with a YouTube creator that had a million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person that had a million on YouTube outsells, exponentially outsells the person on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do, you know, with TikTok, I want to talk a little bit about your Instagram yeah. because I, I've seen it so heavily prioritizing reels, yeah. which if you're a creator right now and you're not making reels, you're not growing on Instagram. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so was that the plan? Did you, did you see this early on that like, if I'm going to grow on this platform, I really need to lean into the short form video. It was a really easy thing to take the TikToks I had already been making and post them on Instagram. And it took a little bit for like, I got, I got very lucky that my first TikTok went viral. I didn't have to like kind of, hack at it as much um how are you feeling in the suit i i'm actually fine i don't feel okay. hot at all you good i'm naked under i saw this. you fidgeting a little I'm, bit I'm, I'm like oh reed is no no not- i'm good i'm good okay it's, it's beautiful we're, we're in la it's okay, 70 good. degrees i i'm dressed like a gecko i'm good. not that hot so you know we're make good. sure you're comfortable yeah, yeah we're good what was i talking about? I, I went all out for this so i'm fully uh, and I'm you fully and you it. look great i'm fully in it I, and I, I i don't know how this stuff is for your skin but we'll find fine. out Many years from now. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. Lines. No, we were talking about uh, Instagram Reels. Instagram yeah, Reels. Yeah. Um, I always, I, I've always felt like uh, Instagram was like, Instagram's my favorite social media platform. People shit on it, but I, I love it now. Um, because it's got everything. It's got the stories, like DMs are better on Instagram. For some reason, TikTok DMs are all like, TikTok DMs are not a place where people have... In, like, I don't even check my TikTok DMs. No, like, the, now that you say that, yeah. I have... I have not checked my TikTok DMs at all. The the other thing I've noticed about your videos as well is like you do a very good job of picking the clips that you know are going to do well and yeah. that tell an actual story. Yeah. It's not just like a quick hit five second video. Yeah. You're, it's actually a whole like story in itself that's over a minute or a minute long. Yeah. So yeah. How, how do you, are you pulling all those or do you have a team behind you that's doing that? Right now I, I edit all my clips because it's the, it's the thing that I'm the most meticulous about because it's it's everything it's probably it, those those making sure that those clips are compelling is the driving force behind everything i do i feel like because that's how i get new people in is, is through these 
clips. And also they're not they're not like in point out point clips. Like like how Twitch clips are. They're like I'm taking a story that was told over 10 minutes and I'm chopping up each individual word to make it like the most precise story that it can possibly be. Someone said something 6 minutes in, but I put it where they said 2 minutes. I'm just like deeply doing surgery on these clips mm -hmm. in a way that my biggest problem right now is I can't I'm having a problem finding people uh because I'm like a, a mad scientist about this stuff and it's hard to find uh an editor who like understands story it's like no I need you to understand just how to tell a compelling story yeah in under That's a the, minute in under yeah. a minute yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, hiring in this industry is going to continue to be really hard because yeah. it's it's grown so rapidly, so quickly that the people haven't been able to catch up, right? There's only so many editors that learn that craft. And yeah. it's like, obviously, they're all 18, 20, 22 years old. They're mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. um, because they went through high school or junior high watching TikTok now yeah. and they like understand it. That is like everyone's problem right now, mm -hmm. short and long. I think mm -hmm. finding good editing talent, good thumbnail talent, good production help in this industry is very, very hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you solve that. I think it's just going to take time. It's going to take people continuing to want to work in this industry, seeing channels like yourself, seeing this clip of you saying, I can't find short form uh, editors, sure. them reaching out to you on Twitter, yeah. and then all of a sudden you meeting someone. That's like how yeah. this is going to happen. I was thinking about that. I was like, people, is someone going to reach out and be like, more "Hey, I heard you on the podcast. I hope they do." Yeah, more than like you said, uh, we're, and they should DM you on Instagram. Lyle, the number four ever. I DM'd you. You did DM me. It worked. It was, and we got now we're you. here. We got it. And now we're in gecko suits. And now I'm in a. This this happens. This, ha this happens. Life comes to at people. you quick like this. It goes from the DMs to to this. <laughs> And and how uh, one more question I had. Yeah, please. How how much do you work on the hook of your short form videos? Well, I'm always thinking about the first sentence. And it's like is the first sentence something that's like funny or interesting or compelling or relatable? Um because it, it doesn't always have to be a crazy thing. It could just be like like just even the words like my boyfriend. Like is it is it because people are like, "Oh, I have a boyfriend." Oh, what's going on with this person's boyfriend? Oh, I have a father. What's going on with this person's family? Insert family member here. Like, just something that's relatable or compelling in in, in some uh, fashion. And I'm I'm always trying to be scientific about what the what the hook is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how often are you posting on TikTok and Instagram right now? Try to do it at least two to three times a week. Okay, you are posting that often. Yeah, I yeah. was. Um, I was. I used to be obsessed with like I need to do it every other day or I need to do it three times a day. You know what is a fascinating thing that I am observing anecdotally is. I see some people who are very successful on social media that fucking post four times a day or they post every single day and they have a great career doing that. And then I see people who will friggin' make one Instagram post a month and they seem to be doing fine as well. And whenever they, and the thing with the people who post once a month is like they post once a month, but when they do, people show up. Yeah. You know, you don't see a drop off. And I look at that and I'm like, I don't, I, I, I've really anecdotally observed that and I don't know what to make of it, you know? So I've, I've gone like, okay, I'll do it two times a week, you know? I, I mean, it's, it's the difference between, uh, you know, Mr. Beast posts once a month on YouTube sure. and, uh, X gaming creator posts once a day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the amount of time and thought and effort that goes into one Mr. Beast video right. is way different than what goes into maybe a gaming live stream sure, or yeah. just making, making a gaming VOD. Sure. Uh, I think it's a little bit with Instagram. I, I do think that certain people have this Stan community that is just there. 
Definitely. Whether they post once a month or once a week, when they post, people are excited. Definitely. They engage with that. And yeah. I, I've noticed the same thing on Instagram. Right. And I guess and maybe it takes a lot of like really heavy, heavy hitting daily, weekly, whatever it is to get to that point, you know? And then I guess once you're at that point is when you go, okay, let me time my drops correctly in such a way. Yeah. My, my content that I've posted on Instagram has kind of been the, I only want to post when I have a really good video. Sure. And I saw just success early on of like day in the life of this person or th this person's yeah. manager. And those yeah. videos would get 800,000 views. Yeah. And then I'd post another reel and it would get 30 K and I'd be like, I can't post that again. I just got to post mm -hmm. bangers. Mm -hmm. But I, I honestly, for me, I think it's the wrong mindset. Cause I, it, it kind of goes back to like, what, what do you want to be as a creator? I just want to sure. deliver value to the creator community. Sure, yeah. It's hard to deliver value when you're just trying to post one banger a month. You're, you're like, sure, in, yeah. if you're in my position, you're better off just continuing to like give value and hopefully some of those videos do well. And, you know, we'll post a clip on Instagram and hopefully that video gives someone value and you find an editor that is now making yeah, your, yeah. your videos and making your life easier. Yeah. What would, why did you get into social media? Uh, I got into social media because I have a unique vantage point from where I sit in the industry. Okay. I get to see a lot of what's going on okay. from a brand spending perspective, from a studio spending perspective, from apparel to podcasting. I kind of okay. get to sit and see all of it. Okay. And I want to deliver value to people so they understand, for the creators, understand yeah. where they should be focused. Should they be posting YouTube shorts? Why okay. should they? Why is that important? But on like even a simpler level, like when you're going to die one day and you're going to look back at the things that you did and what like on a, just a human, why do you feel like you do what you do? Not from a content perspective or just like just from Just your life. I've just always wanted to be at the center of this digital entertainment ecosystem. Okay. Right. From when I started this business, it was something that I gravitated towards. Okay. And for the last six and a half, you know, I've run this company for six and a half years. That's yeah. like what I've been working towards. And I think that content has to play a big role in that. Sure. Because if nobody knows who you are and nobody thinks that you know what the fuck you're talking about, okay. it's really hard to be that figure, okay. right? And I think like the Colin and Samir video that came out, yeah. I don't know, a week ago, I think Do was a good starting point. Do you get a lot point. out of like people, you know, being that figure? Do I? Yeah. Do I, do I get value out of me trying to be that figure? Yeah. I, en I enjoy helping people. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a content creator at all. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was, I guess I was the, the you enjoy helping people. That yeah, was, yeah, that was yeah. a good answer. And, and yeah. I want to help creators. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that, a, so it's like, it's much deeper than that. I think that there's not a lot of good managers in the industry. Okay. Right. I, I think in the digital industry, I yeah. think the entertainment industry and the music industry is so far ahead because it's been a, a long, a, around for so long. The digital industry is so new and the managers and the agents are still like, it, I just haven't been impressed. They're so poor in this industry. And I want to deliver value to the creators. We can't represent everyone. We only represent sure. 42 people. Like we're very thoughtful with who we represent. Yeah. But when something like the recession or something's going to happen, I want to be there to be like, hey, creators or here are thousands of people that we don't represent. You guys should be thinking about this. Sure, and here's yeah. how you should be thinking about it. And like I'm having these conversations like with that. Jimmy and Preston and people yeah. that I work with on a daily basis. I don't get to have those conversations at scale. And so right, this yeah, is, this is also up the, uh, yeah, it's the one of the, the reasons I do the podcast. I and like so that. I can yeah. educate creators on your come up 
you know, your TikTok strategy, your YouTube strategy, podcasting, which I think is like so far away from what other creators are thinking about. And I think they should really dig into it. I get a lot, I get a lot out of that. And also it's a, it acts as a little bit of um, a top of funnel for, for night, the management company. I get to meet a lot of interesting people because of the content I create. Definitely. Like the amount of DMS and like people reaching out, asking questions and it's not like we're trying to manage people like that or manage a lot of them, but I like having conversations with them. Definitely. I like learning what makes them tick. I like learning why they create content, like the question you just asked me. Yeah. And so that's that's really why I do That's why I'm dressed as a gecko right now. Yeah, yeah. I like that. How do you feel being dressed as a gecko? I feel great. I told you I was Yoshi for Halloween right. last year. I feel very similar right now, except I didn't have the face paint. Yeah. So it's fun to, I, I feel like I, um, you know, and may, I think maybe this is less of a symptom of me being in a costume than it is of me just, you know, everybody has their camera persona perhaps, but it's, it's nice to not be hi. I'm Lyle. This is what I think as a guy, I'm like this, uh, ethereal what the hell is this gecko character thing and that's a more comfortable place to speak from yeah than hi i'm lyle drescher well and most people i i probably have never seen this side of you that like is very thoughtful about how you create content and is like done a lot of research and has is understanding how algorithms work like like most of the time people don't see that they just see your content what it is yeah and they they don't get to hear the finer details of that and then the creators don't get value from hearing how you did it you know it's funny because i i didn't even like i'm doing all these things i'm thinking heavily about uh algorithms and whatnot and it wasn't until like anyone started asking me about it and i started to explain it that i even realized what the hell i was doing you know what i mean yeah do you um i i i'd imagine i wouldn't get recognized wearing this suit do you get recognized when you don't have the suit on I've only been recognized without the suit a couple of times, career-wise, okay. lifetime. Yeah. Do you do you enjoy that you can go outside without the suit on, not get recognized, not have to take pictures? It's fucking awesome. It, well, it's great. Well, it's great because when I'm in the suit, I like I like I know that I might get recognized and people want to take pictures of me, and so I'm ready for it, and so I'm excited for it. It's a be- it's an amazing thing that people know me from the internet and they want to you know say hi to me like it's 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 beautiful i'm so grateful for it and like i can be in that space and then also i can get stoned and go to walmart and not be afraid that someone's gonna be like you're the tiktok guy yeah (laughs) that's my worst nightmare i I think that's every creator's worst nightmare i think it's why a lot of them don't go outside yeah yeah because they they don't want that it's well it's weird because i've been out in the suit and it, it it can get kind of you know especially if I'm like at a festival that I'm performing at or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, it can get kind of crazy. And I'm like, fuck, I can't imagine what the hell this is like. For like, I mean, I guess my, most people don't have a costume. <laughs> you know, most most people are making stuff as themselves, and that I like it doesn't register to me that that's the norm. I can't imagine what it's like to be you know a guy like 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 Mr. Beast or or like you know any of your any of your clients yeah. who. Uh, walk out naked into the world and just can't like walk down the street like, I, I, I that must be that's like a curse yeah you just always have to be prepared for it yeah prepared for someone to recognize you and ask you for a picture yeah so do you um do you worry that you're gonna get burnt out at some point because it seems like what are you live streaming three times a week you're mm-hmm. doing all your content you don't have an editor mm-hmm. has that has that ever crossed your mind of i either need to find help or, or you like 
no, I could do this for the next five years. I feel great. No, I definitely, I definitely need to find help. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I get, I get burnt out from time to time for sure. Um, and, uh, I, I have, I, I was thinking about this over the weekend recently. Like I really need to, you know, build a, build a better like team of like, like specifically like in, in a creative sense. Cause there are, I think that that's what calms people down and makes them not so stressed out is that they know that they have a lot of, you know, team members who can, uh, juggle the tasks with them. I agree. I think that's one way to combat creator burnout is you're, you're currently the producer, the director, the creative director. You're like, you're playing like multiple roles. Yeah. That's when I've seen creator burnout usually happen is when yeah. everything is on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it, it usually starts with, you got to get an editor. That's like mm-hmm. the first one. But it eventually gets to this creative burnout yeah. and creative fatigue. Yeah. And that's where I've seen a lot of creators be like, I have to take a break. Like creatively, yeah. I just can't produce anymore. Yeah. You know, I had this uh, weird problem where... Uh, for I don't I don't have any I don't even have anyone like producing the podcast with me like when we're recording it like I'm turning the dials you're and doing making, everything for I'm the doing podcast? everything wow. and I um I, I I tried a couple times having uh this producer person in that was um you know moving dials and and whatnot and they were great but the, my problem was that like I realized I I can't I mean the phone calls they get very intimate and I'm like. I, I can't do this with another person in the room. <laughs> this is a weird thing. Like I don't like there could be however many thousands of people watching live on the digitally, but like it messes. It could be anybody else in the room. Just like it messes me up when someone else is in the room because I, I'm just I can't shut it off. My brain is aware of that person and it's stopping me from f- being fully, fully there. There's something about being on the phone with somebody while I'm alone in this room. That is uh, important to me, and that's a weird, unique huddle that I, I hurdle that I, I got to get over. But that, but that doesn't happen when you have someone sitting next to you that's on the show. Yeah. So when I have um when I have a guest on, like if you and me, and if there's a person there doing a thing, that doesn't happen to me at all. Okay. Because then it's like there's a, a, it's a different energy when you have other people in the room. But when it's just me and a caller, it's it's you know it's a different energy. I get yeah. They're also getting to interact with that caller as well. So you're kind of in it as a team. Sure. Not yeah. necessarily like the person's behind the camera and they're yeah. like looking at you like, well, it's a weird conversation that's yeah, going on right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that like perception, like I'm like if there's another person who's doing the dials, I'm like, I'm like l- perceiving my conversation through their eyes, and mm. I can't be doing that while I'm talking to someone because it fucks me up and takes me out of the moment. Yeah, I can know? see that. Okay. Do you think that you'll ever take the costume off and make content, or will the costume always be part of the the character, part of your content? When I look ahead to the things that really interest me moving forward to make, uh, they're all things that I can do with the costume. Uh, I have no desire uh, specifically. To, there's, there's nothing in my head that I'm like, oh, I really want to do that, but I couldn't wear the gecko costume while I do that. Everything that I am looking forward to doing would be enhanced by wearing a gecko costume so i'll keep doing it does this eventually turn into a character do you eventually do a book series about the gecko do you sell your own costumes about the gecko like it feels like this character could take on a life of its own away from you yeah uh in a lot of different forms have you have you thought about that yeah i've I've thought about doing a i think it'd be fun to illustrate a children's book about a gecko um 
There's a weird thing about the whole like character thing because people call me Lyle while I'm wearing the suit, and I don't have I don't have like a wacky gecko hmm. persona, but it is I guess a character in a well, sense. Lyle's but, the name of the gecko. Yeah, yeah. It's also my name, but I yeah that makes sense. But I don't feel this like I don't have this internal like am I human or am I gecko kind of character versus not character. Mm-hmm mental battle thing yeah you know it all just feels like i'm me and then the last thing i want to talk about you're you've went on tour you've yeah. done some live shows yeah i'm going on tour uh, in the fall talk about multiple forms of just how you've kind of monetized this so yeah, yeah, have yeah. you went out for a live show yet or is that coming i've performed live nine times i, ju- I just did the bonnaroo festival mm-hmm. uh that was fucking awesome uh, i did a show i did two shows here in la what what's the show it is i sit on the stage and uh, I have another chair, and I bring folks up from the audience, and I chat with them. And it doesn't, the people in the crowd don't, like like the situation with the person off camera, yeah. you don't ever have that situation when there's a live crowd? We, You know, I get really nervous, but I've noticed this, I get really nervous before I uh, get on stage. This is a normal human response, and my heart is racing, but then about 10 minutes into it, when I'm having the conversation, and people are staring at me, and... I'm like, I'm not thinking about anyone else in the room. I'm just keyed into the conversation I'm having. It, it ends up feeling the same as it does when um, I have just people watching digitally. And then what is, what are the, the what's the tour look like going forward? Um, in terms of where I'm multiple going, cities. Or, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Uh, how I'm, going many? All, I'm going to nine different cities. No, I'm going to 10 different cities. Uh, and I'm going to see how it goes. Uh, I really just want to like, it's a thing that I'm afraid to do because I'm going out. I don't have any material for the thing. It's all going to be about. That's being, the best way to do live shows. Yeah. Just show up and do your thing. Just show up and do the thing. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because it creates, it simultaneously, it creates a space where like, I, I, look, it could be, nothing could happen. All the conversations could be kind of boring. It could, you know, be a disaster. But in it, because of that, you also create anything could happen. It could be a wild thing that, could is crazier than anything we could have possibly written that's mm-hmm. the whole thing about like I, i'm more interested in discovering things than i am in writing them uh, i feel like just throwing myself out onto the stage and across these cities and giving it a shot and going and and everyone else everyone in the audience being on board with i don't know what's going to happen tonight but let's run this experiment together it's yeah. a fun thing okay well you got to sell gecko heads yeah, oh yeah in the audience like people got to have this on in the audience i oh, feel yeah. like that's Product number one is you got to figure out how to to monetize this costume because yeah. you you said you're, you if the company stops yes. making these we're in trouble. We will be selling merch, of course we will. You know because that's that, at the end of the day, you know the reason why we do what we do is is to make money. Yeah, and help people, but mostly make money. Mostly make most mostly sell branded merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's at the least the heads. Thing. I out of the hoodies and t-shirts, eh, leave that mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where we got to go here. Yeah, no, I actually do. I need to. I, I should make my own custom costume, if of only because I don't. I if they if the person who sells these on Amazon stops making them, I'm you're in big trouble. Uh, then that that is when I will start doing my non gecko suit videos. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't be able to go in public. So yeah. it's over. But no, man, I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, this was helpful to a lot of creators. You know, I, I think it's you know incredibly unique. Um, with just the character development and just the diversification across different platforms and the repurposing of content. Uh, So hopefully this was helpful to a lot of people and I appreciate you just sharing all that.
Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me on, man. This was awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys.